let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> Welcome to Crush Fictionally. It's Michelle Veray. And, and with me is my oh, is my pal, my friend, my co-host. Your, your buddy. buddy. My buddy. Uh-huh. Kimberly Tron. Yeah, we are so excited. We've got a couple buddies with us today. And guess what? We're talking buddy comedies. I am so thrilled about this topic. (laughs) Um, But I have a question because we're all friends. We're all friends. What what makes a good buddy? (laughs) Hmm. Well, you're my best bud. Someone who wants to ride and die with you? Yeah, you're ride or die. Willing to ride and die? Ride or die? I think think the same... Same sense of humor is probably the most important. Same sense of humor. Yeah. But not in movies. Is, that is so important. Well, <laughs> they got to butt heads a little bit in, in, in movies, though. Otherwise, in, there's in no mo- conflict. There's no movement of the plot. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I think what I love about... I mean, we'll talk about this in part one. But I, mm-hmm. I do think that is true to not just movies, but to real buddies. A real buddy needs to be able to challenge you. Otherwise, mm-hmm. are they a real buddy? Are they a real friend if they don't challenge you? That's a good point. Yeah, like they need to tell you the truth. If you come out and if you like get a new haircut or you, you know. Yes, yeah. your haircut. Or blows. if you got something in your teeth. <laughs> right. you know, but I think they, they have to tell you the truth. I, I yeah. think they have to be honest, but I think to Preston's point, they have to be like a ride or die. Like for me, I don't want like a, a fair weather buddy, right? Like right. if someone was. Like trash talking me, my buddy's got to come in and be like, "That whoa, ain't whoa, no whoa. buddy," Mm-mm. you know. No. Look, that's my friend. That's my buddy. You don't yeah. talk to her about her like that. And that's yeah. I think that makes a good buddy. It's yeah. the right balance of someone who's going to tell you the truth. And Kim, you were saying that challenges you, like you know somebody who's just going to agree with everything you say, but also like have your back, right? right. Guy. Most tough. Well, and yeah. also too, if they are going to talk some trash, show some manners and do it behind your back. No. Right? no, like wait till I leave the room. Uh, no, like, do it to your face. No, no, no. If those, was, those wow. be your buddies. We're learning no. a lot about Preston's uh, friendship yeah. ethics. Huh? If somebody was talking behind my back, I would not call them a buddy. You call at them a, all. a friend of me? I would not call them anything. I wouldn't be talking to them. Ooh, but if somebody they, was they're talking it, behind your back. Yeah. If you had two friends and one of them was talking not nicely about you but your other friend stood up for you, then it's like no question who your friend is in that scenario. Right. I think. Dang, I feel like right. I'm the guy who talks trash. Dang it. Oh, wow. wow. I'm learning a lot about So wow. Preston is not the buddy. <laughs> How many friends do I really have? I'm Wait, like, are you talking <laughs> trash about me? Never. Uh-oh. I will Uh-oh. never. Uh-oh. Trouble in this paradise. Took a wild Certainly turn. not over the wild microphone. <laughs> you guys okay? <laughs> not to be recorded forever. <laughs> well, I think this is actually the perfect time to introduce you to. We are oh, very yeah. excited to have, uh, well, one of them is a repeat guest. She has yes. been on the show before. She is a fan of the show, and we're a fan of her and her show. Number one fan. <laughs> right one here. fan. Uh, she's an actress. She's an improviser. She does a she, uh, writer as well, too, right? 
<laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> hey, that's, then that's yes. Of course. That's then a yes. Yeah, of yeah course. that is there a yes. Welcome there to the club. <laughs> I also like your trepidation answer. <laughs> I know. She, I mean, I feel like that's all writers. Uh, I'm kind of a writer. I'm sure that's Stephen King. He's like, no. uh, I dabble. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes. sometimes. That's yeah, what yeah, I right. want Stephen King to say. Like, you he's hesitant you, to. No one trusts the writer who's type. so confident. They're like, I write every everything I write is gold. Like, I don't trust that person. <laughs> and you <laughs> read it and it's like, this is. Shit. Anyways. This is trash. <laughs> Speaking of uh, not being shit, Emily Bolt, we are so happy to have you. You are one half of the podcast. Uh, there are two hosts of the podcast. Brand new podcast, guys, that you guys Brand have new. to check our out. Our new favorite. Lovely, funny, <laughs> our new favorite called What's Your Movie? And that leads me to introduce our second guest, Preston Gear. Hello, who hello. not only happens to be Emily's best buddy but mm-hmm. it's also her <laughs> best her husband i'm her yeah first, exactly her best her first husband <laughs> my first I kim too. i thought you were gonna say ride or die but i was like ride, <laughs> or, ride die, or die her too. best husband her I best mean, husband podcast best host. bud her best, <laughs> best podcast co-host yeah yeah um, um yeah they have survived a pandemic together they have started a <laughs> podcast during the pandemic together what is not to love again welcome emily bolt and preston gear of what's your movie Yay. podcast thank, thank you for so having much us. of course <laughs> look so i i, I want to go back to this buddy converse uh, this buddy question we have real quick uh I don't know. Have I learned? I think everything I've learned about friendship, I learned from Sex in the City. (laughs) I thought you were going to say I learned during this pandemic. (laughs) I think that's fair, though. (laughs) But here's what I'm going to say. There Hmm. is a very uh, funny scene that I I think is so memorable to me, but may not be memorable to others. Well, there's two scenes from Sex in the City. One of them is... uh, do you guys remember the episode where they have to go out to like Long Island somewhere for a baby shower mm-hmm. and they, you know, they don't want to leave the city. It's like such mm-hmm. a trek for them, but they do it anyway because it's an old friend. Anyway, they go there only <laughs> to find out that this old friend who's hosting the baby shower stole Charlotte's baby's name that she was going to name her little girl. Yes. And Charlotte's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you that was my that was the name I was going to give my baby. And she gets so mad about it. <laughs> and here's the, the here's the moment. I think the writer die that I, I totally agree with you guys about where um Samantha comes in and is like, what basically is like, what's going on? What's all the, the like the fuss about, or whatever? And Charlotte turns to Samantha and goes, So and so stole my baby name. And then Samantha just turns to that woman and goes, You bitch. And it is <laughs> the it's f- golden. It's so good. It's so good. And to me, I think that is like a great buddy is someone who's just like who understands the value of something you've you've given something something yeah. as like simple and mundane as a she baby didn't ask name. questions yes she's like in- yes no questions asked she's she's <laughs> there to you support her bitch. no matter what I oh tell my you, I, i've never seen sex in the city shocking Wow. But, <laughs> I mean, what a But loser. Kim's setup reminded me of the Seinfeld episode when they leave to go see the bubble boy. <laughs> Very similar setup <laughs> yes. to that. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. as you're describing it, I'm like, wait a minute, where is this going? Is this going to be a ripoff <laughs> of the bubble boy? But it was, it went a different direction. It's the so same joke. It is the same joke of like, of that undertone of New Yorkers 
from the from the island, mm-hmm. not wanting to leave the island, right? The Manhattan, right? right? I wouldn't know the first thing about it, but that is what I've been taught through television. Thank you, Seinfeld and yeah. Sex in the City for teaching we, me that. We hopped on a train one time and went way too far, I feel like. We went like through Brooklyn and we were like, damn, this is far. And it's like in reality, it's like what, five miles away. And you're like, damn, it's- like, why would I go so far in my life? Yeah, and then yeah, now you suddenly recall. realize, oh, maybe they're not crazy uh, yeah. for being and so anybody who's petty. like lived in San Francisco, it's seven by seven, so it's seven miles by seven miles, which doesn't sound very far. But if you ever anybody who Traffic. knows, if you're on one side of the city and you need to go the other side, you're just like, oh, forget it. That is going to take me so long <laughs> to do it. Happen. It's not even worth it. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> I just well, we don't have to bore everyone with this because I'm I'm just curious. How long does that take if you're like the north side of San Francisco and you're like, all right, I'm going down south. How long would that yeah. take, you think? Um, it depends. If you, it depends. <laughs> we're talking about traffic. You, I love it. Beautiful. Well, I like it that we're talking about traffic <laughs> so on a buddy sad. podcast. Maybe you'd want to have a buddy in the car with you. Um, you'd have to take at least, what, two <laughs> different forms of transportation probably to get there. Okay. Um, like, So I used to live on one side of the city where the ballpark is. And then if like, I wanted to go to the zoo um, on the other side, I mean, we're talking minimum, maybe like. 30, 40 minutes worse if there's wow. traffic. But okay. there's no real like easy way to get there because you have to go through the city. So you have to go through all the streets. So it's not like, you know, you just hop on the freeway and go. You could. Mm. You just have to go all the way around. All right. I remember being yeah. in San Francisco and like and just seeing all the uh, Oakland Raider fans come over, like on the BART, mm-hmm. and they got <laughs> off that train and they were already so drunk and <laughs> I mean, so angry. They look like Vikings I mean, with just their painted faces so, and like, ah, you know, they were, yeah. it was a sight to see. <laughs> yeah, going, I've only been to an Oakland game once and it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll give it to them. Oakland fans are top ride or die. Wait, Kim, I want to hear the second, the second thing from second, Sex in the City. Oh, there were shoot. two scenes, um, right? You learned oh, two things. I'm from back. Our show. Whoop, whoop, whoop. back I, I talked about this on yeah. a previous episode, but I'm happy to talk about it again. Sorry, yeah. listeners. <laughs> they uh, there is an episode early on. I want to say it's in the first two or three seasons. I can't remember. And Charlotte is like on this tirade about finding a man. She's worried she's going to die alone. You know, she she's really worked up, and she's like. Uh, you know, Where I'm looking for he? my soulmate. Yes, exactly. Where is he? I want to say it's, that's the exact same mm. episode. But at the very end of the episode, <laughs> she finally has an aha moment. And she's like, maybe men aren't our soulmates. Maybe Aww. we, and she looks at her girlfriends, maybe we are each other's soulmates. And men are just the ones that we have fun with. And I was like, I love that. <laughs> uh, so true. Which, which is <laughs> a great message for any Uh-oh. friend comedy, right? Any, yeah. Like any buddy comedy. I, I, agree. Feel like, I feel like that's well, the, they're soulmates. Yeah, that's well, the ultimate listen, message. Right? You, guys are, are, you guys are our first couple on yeah. the podcast. Ooh. And so oh. I have a question for you. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, I, uh, Michelle came up with this question, actually. So I give her credit. Were you guys buddies before you dated? No. Not really. We met. Not really. Through- <laughs> we met. Listeners, okay, you so- missed it. They both paused and looked at each other. They I know. So here's it. it was very cute. <laughs> so here's like, the story. We met we? through um, a mutual friend. Honestly, so this girl I worked with, like, my first, 
I didn't even work with her, actually. I trained with her for two weeks outside of college for a job I would have for the following year. So I only trained with her for two weeks and then never saw her again. (laughs) And then when I moved out here... She was out here and she was starting a web series about two girls. And she was like, hey, do you want to be the other girl? And I said, yes. And this guy went to college with her and he was doing the uh, cinematography, the camera work for it. And was like playing my character's like crappy boyfriend um oh. but only he he didn't really i don't think he even talked i don't in think it. i had any lines but he just stood on the side well yeah she you're kind that of crappy i was that terrible <laughs> i was the cinematographer and they're like we need someone to play the boyfriend preston get in just there and in they the just back. like threw me in the background but so that's how we met so and an then we i thought he was super cute and we were like flirting and then um the girl she she was like, oh, like a few, couple weeks after we filmed, was like, oh, did anything ever happen with you and Preston? Like, did you get, like, did he ask you out? And I was like, no, I was texting him, like, to be like, you can ask me out. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just starting up a text conversation, but it, it didn't happen. So, so she said, well, you should ask him out. And I was like, no, if he want no. And she was like, trust me, oh, you need to ask him. And I was like, okay. So I asked him out and I said, my friend's in a play. Do you want to go see it with me on Friday? And he was like, I can, I'm working. And I was like, okay. Um, The last, (laughs) but then I was like, the last, the last performance is on Saturday. Can you go on Saturday? And he said, I'm working. I can't. And I was like, well, I'm not about to ask you out a third time. So I was like, all right. And then he said, (laughs) then he said, well, I work on the weekends. Are you free Monday night? And I said, let, let me, me check my, my schedule. schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Made him wait a minute. For you. And then I was like, why, well, yes, I can. And we went and saw, and he was living in Orange at the time, oh, which yeah, is Orange. not oh, quite a bit away. close. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. came and picked me up. I offered to meet no. him there. Oh. We we he got us tickets to Second an City. improv show in Second City in Second Hollywood. City. Yep. Uh-huh. And he came all the way, picked me up, and we went what a and gent. we had we yeah. had dinner and we saw a show. And it was like the day before Halloween. Yeah, something. yeah, it was a couple days so. before Halloween. October twenty ninth. And the drive up, I love telling this part. The drive up was like obviously took him such a long time that on the drive up he's like all right, we're going to have this in his head. He's like, we're going to have this one date and that's probably it because this is really far. And then on his, and then he dropped me off at home and then on his way home, he said to himself, <laughs> I, I'm, man, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get up here as often as I can. Oh, yes. isn't that so that is the, or at least that's that what is, he tells me. <laughs> that is the romantic version of that story. Yeah. I think I got in the car and I went, Fuck! <laughs> I'm gonna have drive to again. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like her. Oh, I like her. Okay, crap! But I did my pros and cons. I was like, yeah. damn it. Sorry. I like that one. I like how you all. Every time that story comes up, our mutual friend. It's always it's. There's always like a little hint of her going. You need to call him because Preston's an idiot. <laughs> Basically, he doesn't know. Yeah, I did hear that in your undertone, Emily. I <laughs> yeah, did. I did yeah. hear that. In the, you need to that call was, him. That was definitely her um, 
thought process. Her I don't know what he. I don't know what his uh, GPA was, but um, you might want like, to give him a call. He's like but terrible would... with like signs from women. Um, I think he's inexperienced. It. Now I'm just ripping on Preston yes. and making no. putting words in this woman's mouth. Pretty, anyway, that's what uh, she but you said, totally was... redeemed yourself. So it doesn't totally matter. Redeemed totally redeemed yourself. Totally and a half years later. Totally well, redeemed yourself. <laughs> working on it. Uh, well, look, as we talked about before, buddies are imperfect. They should be imperfect, uh, yeah. not in just the movie sense, but in the real world sense, because, you know, uh, nothing can be that perfect in life. And uh, guys, uh, as we said earlier, we were talking buddy comedies mm-hmm. today. So why don't we go ahead and start the show? Welcome back to Crush Fictionally. We are talking buddy comedies. We talked about what makes a good buddy. What do you guys think makes a good buddy comedy? Ooh. Other than the laughs, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I for think- me, I feel like there's got to be some chemistry. Yeah. yeah, I was, was going to say tension. Yeah, oh, Conflict. you have to right because because I mean you're on the same page. There, well, well, think about every moment you've ever laughed in any comedy. Probably conflict. <laughs> Probably conflict and tension. Yeah, that awkward silence. True. You know, like, but not like bad conflict. I mean, we're not talking like <laughs> Sophie's Choice. We're talking comedy, oh, right? I mean. Sophie's Choice. I don't know. First thing I think of when I think of buddy comedy. Um, (laughs) Michelle, what do you think? What goes into a good buddy comedy? Uh, I have to definitely laugh, obviously, in a buddy comedy. Like, good laugh. Like, my my number one pick makes me laugh so hard. Oh, God. (laughs) It's so dumb that it makes me laugh this hard after how many times I've seen this movie. But I feel like the characters, the buddies – have this really great chemistry and it transfers on screen. And to Preston's point though, they are very different, different personalities. So they come from Mm. different places. They have different personalities, but there's something that just works. So it's not like complete, maybe it's not necessarily opposites attract, but there's a little bit of complimentary. Yeah. Complimentary tension or complementary personalities so complementary skills usually Mm -hmm. one of them has a skill in something and then maybe another person has a different kind of skill or whatever thing they bring to the table um yeah yeah, buddy comedies i it's so funny like when i went down the rabbit hole of like researching oh what buddy comedies are out there there Mm -hmm. are so many and they (laughs) they really like run the gamut right um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like me and Michelle may have picked the same buddy comedy. I don't know. We'll find we out. We almost have, did. That you mm-hmm. guys chose the same one. Well, we did, did. And then she was said, that's my pick. So I had to relinquish my choice. And I picked a <laughs> second. Oh, to give it up. Runner up. Give it up. Um, oh, too funny. So one it's a good thing we, we, yeah. You guys talked so that, about it. One, yeah. one thing I do like is that when there is an unlikely pairing, 
like an mm-hmm. unlikely pairing in the in the comedy pair. Like yeah. I do like the not necessarily like a twins situation, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I mean, you know where you're like, oh, those yeah, yeah, those those two don't really go together. But there's something about it that makes it, it work, works. and that, that's what I would say for my for my picks and my honorable mentions for sure. It's like a very unexpected. You're like, oh, okay, that's an interesting mix. Yeah, but I'm into well, it. And I feel like there's a very similar approach to a romance, like a romantic comedy or, I mean, I don't even know if, well, I guess a romantic comedy or a buddy comedy because it's kind of the same deal where it's like they introduce the characters together. Oftentimes they hate each other at first Mm -hmm. and then they Mm -hmm. fall in love and then they (laughs) kind of hate each other again. They fall out of love and then it's all about coming back together and rekindling that that chemistry, like rekindling that fire. That, yeah, yeah. So, going yeah. back to the tension and the conflict. <laughs> Guys, let's not make the, our listeners wait any longer. Preston, Emily, either of you can go first. Who are oh. your fictional buddy comedy <laughs> crushes? I will go first. Picked, no, no. Yes, I will <laughs> go first. Yeah, say it. I say your went, picks at the exact same time. <laughs> one, two, I just went three. with my my first reaction, my gut reaction, my favorite movie, one of the only movies I dare I say quote multiple times a day. We've oh already God. quoted it once in this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. And totally redeem yourself because it's <laughs> none other than Dumb and Dumber, Lloyd and Harry. Oh my They're God. the best. I mean, they're so funny. I How just, can you not love classic. Them? I've classic. seen that movie so many times. Thousands of times. I think in seventh grade, maybe. My. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Seventh or eighth year. One of my friends, we just quoted the entire movie all the way through from like start to finish on our own, like outside at school, basically. I was going to say, did you fail your algebra class? Because you were just spending two hours quoting them. They're like, she's brilliant. She has the memory of an elephant. But the only thing she remembers are quotes. From Dumb and Dumber. Yes. It's all it's you need. It's a skill need. and a curse. It's so good. And I definitely see there is, you're right, there is definitely conflict. They, uh, they. Oh, pardon me, Mr. Not, Perfect. Not I guess mirror. I never made a mistake. They, <laughs> it's always funny. They uh, complement each other. That's the what I was thinking of. Because mm-hmm. obviously they're, they're both dumb. But mm-hmm. in their own ways. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. True. You exactly. know, like. like You can't Lloyd, have them both have be dumb in the same way. Exactly. Yeah, like right. Lloyd can't read per se right. very well. <laughs> <laughs> but Harry oh God, can't take social cues. Like when he shoves her head in the snow and stuff. Oh, my it's, God. They, Samsonite. You know, I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like everything that happens in life, you can or at least I do, definitely, uh, have quotes from that movie that connect to my, uh, you know, things that happen in everyday life. Oh, I'm here. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I literally was just going to say, I love that. That's it. Um, <laughs> I'm curious the best. Oh. to you three ladies. Oh. Is yeah. one of them dumb and one of them's dumber? 
Oh, that's what oh. I think. I think in different situations they go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they have their strengths. So they're like yin yang. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say mm-hmm. I would say maybe Lloyd is dumber in more situations than Harry. Oh. I was but, the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. See? yeah. But I think, it's, it's see, up for interpretation. I think it's because yeah. Lloyd. Look at the layers, the, the all the philosophical layers no. of Dumb and Dumber. We're getting into <laughs> it, man. Well, I was going to say Lloyd, maybe it's just his confidence is like, it's like this false confidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's mm, why I'm like, oh, he's, he's obviously smarter, but he's more confident. Yeah. Whereas Harry's, like you said, you can think- read. He can read. He's way above, way beyond. But they're so, uh, yeah, they do have conflict in it, um, you know, because they separate for a minute there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. You know, when he sells the car and then, but then they join back together. It's, I just love, I think they're both good people. Yeah, I think at their core, you know, they have this briefcase that they're bringing. Right, regardless of all their Lloyd's violent fantasies that he has, (laughs) of you know, like fighting the room full of dudes, then like ripping the guy's heart out and shooting her husband. That's that's to conquer love. That's to win her over. We all we all have those. But then at the end, they're (laughs) together. They're each other's soulmates. I think, well, I think that's really beautiful. Is there a particular scene in the movie, Emily, that makes you go, oh, the buddy, the buddy, the friendship uh, is something worth striving for in our lives? (laughs) I think my first reaction was when he gets the moped and they drive the uh, moped i guess it is scooter yeah. whatever it is yeah. um mm-hmm. not quite a motorcycle it's a moped. to colorado or to yeah to aspen and uh <laughs> you know they're both freezing and he said he's gotta go he's gotta go and he says just go man just go he's like oh that's warm i think that is true <laughs> true friendship just pee on ride me. or die just, ride or die. that is ride or die you literally just pee mm. on me it's okay oh here take this is... other set of gloves my hands are getting sweaty oh yeah another conflict you've had two pairs of gloves this whole time <laughs> yeah because he's all frozen and rocky so oh, god like <laughs> I'm reliving I, Dumb and Dumber as we speak. Oh, I love it. It's such a it's such a good choice. It's such a quotable movie. And I feel like there's so many moments where you're watching it and you're laughing and you're like, oh, my God, that's so dumb. And then something happens. You're like, oh, my God, that's even dumber. But it's so, <laughs> yeah. so funny. Mm-hmm. And I they always have they each other's. Title. Yeah. <laughs> and they always have each other's backs for the most part, I feel like. Yeah. You know? yeah. They are the only two that can live yeah. with each other. Yeah. So. <laughs> They're the only two that can live with each other. Yeah. Oh, I love that yeah. pick. Emily, that's such a great pick. Now, moving oh, on to... classic. It is a classic. <laughs> it is Truly. a classic, for sure. Well, mine, I wouldn't yeah, say Preston. it's as much of a classic as Dumb and Dumber. No. But mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of Superbad. Mm-hmm. Just mm. hit me at the right time in my <laughs> life when I saw it. Right. And, yeah. and I just feel like there's been a few Superbad light I mean, like, there's been some super bad ripoffs since then, trying to rekindle that of kind course. of high school yeah. bromance chemistry. 
but they don't do it as well. I Nothing's don't. I mean, up to par. no, it's, it's like no they super bad. Yeah, I mean, just seeing I high school kids. That chemistry. Totally. That, chemi- that, that, that again, like going back to Michelle's point about chemistry. Um, there is that chemistry between the two actors. Now I'm blanking on both their names. Michael Sarah jo- uh, and Hill's- Jonah Hill. Thank Jonah you. Hill's first movie, right? That was like his first big so. break, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. One of them, yeah. I know I know the first thing he did was um, oh. 40-Year-Old Virgin. Do you remember the scene when That's he comes into right. the eBay uh, store? Oh, right. <laughs> with the boots <laughs> that are just like, he's just a total <laughs> pervert. That. That's hilarious. <laughs> but that movie um, also launched Emma Stone. Um, yeah, yeah, that was Emma Stone's first oh, movie, wow. right? She's oh, just yeah, 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 super bad. I was like, she was in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think, yes, it did. Yeah, yeah I think that was her. So, first, that was her first movie. Okay, we got yeah. super bad, and I mean, quick logline for someone who's been living under a rock and hasn't seen super bad. <laughs> I feel like everybody's seen Dumb and Dumber, so I didn't make you do sure. a logline. Yeah. Oh, but, um, quick logline. I would say two high school seniors try to get to a party before leaving for college yeah, yeah. and get laid right isn't that a yeah. big yeah. A plot point yeah. to get laid yeah they're trying to get they're laid. trying to get laid that's yeah. right mm-hmm. that's oh that's God. their plan there's definitely <laughs> more of the um uh complimentary like they are sure. opposites attract i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah well mm-hmm. i just love that yeah, they're, they're yeah Oh, God. God. I was just saying these two high school, four people's a lot. Uh, no, I was I just know. saying, uh, <laughs> well, I just think that um, for, no, I never, never forgot what I was going to say. I made myself laugh and now I forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> that, they're, that they're opposites attract. I mean, that's what I said. And sure. Anything coming off of that? Nope. nope. Okay. Nope. I, I was just saying that. <laughs> It'll come back to you. They're similar. One thing I love about Superbad that, that just still gets me is they are high school seniors but the way they talk, they're ta- they're, they speak like they're like in their early 30s with their uh, dialect. Probably because it was written by people in their early 30s. Probably yeah, so. Probably. probably I'm so. going to assume. But <laughs> isn't assume. there like some, uh, some fun fact about how many times the F-bomb is dropped in Superbad? Like, isn't uh, it like a crazy amount? Yes. Oh, really? So I remember when it came out, um, I remember reading an Entertainment Weekly article, and it said Superbad beat out Scarface. For more oh, no. f bombs, wow! And it blew everyone wow. away. They're like, I, and I don't know the number, but it was like they and they didn't just like they didn't okay. just like nudge ahead of Scarface. They kind of they blew Scarface out of the water. Yeah, it was wow. like fifty f bombs ahead of Scarface. <laughs> it was gnarly. Oh, they and nailed it. They nailed wow. it. And and if yeah. you watch Scarface, you can watch like a quick compilation of uh, Tony Montana saying mm-hmm. the f bomb, and it's like three minutes mm-hmm. straight. I, of just, yeah, just I was going to say, I'm like, Scarface? <laughs> Shit, that's a lot of F-bombs uh, uh, yeah. to yeah. surpass. And, su- um, and super bad. we're like, yeah, we're, we're going to go for an R-rated. We're going to win. Yeah. We're going to win. Yeah, yeah but I those mean, guys definitely, they have each other's backs. There's do. conflict, and then they oh, have each other's backs. They absolutely it, do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, I, I mean, I guess that I'm going to pose the same question to you, Preston, that I did to Emily, which is like, is there a pivotal scene in the movie that you're like, oh, my God, I love the friendship that's displayed here, or this feels like an act that only your ride or die would do? Um, I would say towards the very end, when both Evan and Seth, both named for the two screenwriters. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Evan, yep. Um, Seth Rogen was one yeah. of the screenwriters. Uh, and Evan Goldberg, I want to say. That sounds about right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I probably got that wrong. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, Evan and Seth. 
um, when they ditch the party that they've been working this whole movie to get to, finally the cops show up and break up the party, which I love Bill Hader as a cop. Oh my God, He's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. such a... Which those cops <laughs> those are cops a are buddy within a buddy movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. They're a buddy. Wait, I love uh-huh. that. They're another buddy with within you. the buddy movie. Okay. I thought you said they're a buddy inside of a buddy. No, they're a buddy. Within... <laughs> they're another buddy within it's a It's a Russian doll movie. situation. Yeah. It was like a Russian doll. I was thinking alien, which is also a real weird Russian doll. Real, real. Anyway, great buddy comedy. Anyway, so another great buddy comedy. Alien. Um... No, uh, <laughs> no. I think that at the very end, when they, when they find uh, ditch this party, and both Evan and Seth are just super disgustingly drunk, and uh, Seth decides to carry oh, Evan. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Carries him down the street. Oh, that yeah. is sweet, isn't it? Yeah. You're yeah. It's a really yeah. sweet moment because they have kind of a fight and everything, and it's they really do. sweet yeah. that they kind of come I, together at the end. And I it's love a very that whole funny t- picture. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's uh, and I'll, I'll I'll just address it too. I feel like it's it's kind of come under some controversy in the last few years because they use a, a different f word quite a lot, and people are not happy about that. Oh, I don't. Know. But oh, it's no. still it's oh. still such a good comedy. I mean, it's a product <laughs> yeah. of its time. Minus that. Okay. Sorry about that. I probably <laughs> shouldn't have said anything. McLovin. Oh yes, McLovin. Introduce McLovin. Oh my god, yes, McLovin. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those. I don't know. It's one of those movies of that period that I think where. You know, there's also probably a few problems with Superbad in terms of uh, wanting to get girls drunk so sure. that they'll sleep with you. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what I mean? There, yeah, there's yeah, that. Yeah. But like, I think it is kind of like, uh, I don't like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, as sure. they say. So I, I, I think there's a lot of great in Superbad. Um and I think sure. it's a great buddy comedy. Honestly, when you, uh, we knew you were going to come in with Superbad, but when I saw that pick, I was like, that's brilliant. I would have never picked Superbad. I totally yeah. forgot that yeah. that's a buddy comedy. I slept um, on that one. When you said one. it, I forgot what your pick was. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and... and <laughs> Such a good one. So it was a surprise yeah. to It's me. a buddy in a buddy comedy. Yeah. Um, it's hmm, a Russian well, doll situation. That's a different... Uh, oh, that's a different movie. Um, <laughs> that is a very... Uh, buddy movie. on buddy super bad <laughs> buddy uh, on buddy. <laughs> any last words about super bad before we move on to our next crush uh, well you know I, it's comedy? funny because well i was gonna say one thing about because because you did say like it's kind of problematic with them trying to get the girls drunk yes i would agree <laughs> that is something that uh mm-hmm. maybe uh, doesn't fly so so much in anymore <laughs> i guess never did yeah um but i will say i think it's interesting because the girls have all the power in the movie. Yes. It's, you know? lo- it's uh, mm-hmm. honestly, it's lovely. And, I, and that's why I think again, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think uh, totally. there's a lot of progressive tones in that movie. Um, totally. And obviously it shows the naivete of these two boys thinking, <laughs> I mean, I think it's reflective of the real world, especially young men of being like, Oh, well, if I just do this formula, women will sleep with me. Right. And, mm-hmm. That's not the case. Spoiler, <laughs> it doesn't really work not like the that. Case. <laughs> it yeah. just doesn't work that that way. And so they I think actually, it's good. and they wrote the female characters really well. Like Emma Stone's yeah. character is like kind of a badass yeah. chick, and you can see why totally. she the boys like her. So uh, they yeah they didn't uh, they didn't wreck it all, but some things yeah some things don't age well. We recognize <laughs> yeah. that, sure. and oh, I'm sure, sure if they sure. could write some lines differently or some things differently, they would. But it's a very funny movie for sure. I also uh, I think the ending credits were uh, and this is a pun but it was very ballsy 
to have the ending credits where it's just <laughs> endless, like relentless pics of uh, his drawn dicks. Oh, yes. I, I was like, I yes. can't remember. <laughs> there's, the one, there's the one dick who's standing there at Tiananmen Square holding a suitcase. And I thought, oh, damn geez. it. It's so Nothing's good. off limits. <laughs> it's so fun. Staring down a tank. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. Very, oh, no. very oh. political, this uh, dick pic here. It was. Um, <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> shall I go next or do you want to go next? Uh, I can go. Um, I think that uh, I was, well, I was really excited about this buddy comedy uh, idea. So this is my, <laughs> this is my movie trilogy that Ooh. I own these movies. But if it comes on TV, <laughs> Did we pick I will the stop one whatever again? I'm doing. And I will watch these movies. Um, my favorite, favorite, favorite buddy comedy of all time. Can't tell me nothing. My two favorite guys, Lee, played by Jackie Chan, yes! and Carter, yes, played by it! Chris Tucker <laughs> in the Rit Rush Hour movies. Kim and I picking apparently the same movie again. Yes! Again. Um, Guys, we don't know. I, we don't. We, FYI, guys, listeners, so Michelle funny. and I do not tell each we, other who we, we are picking. I wanted I to tell that. her because I was like, I'm, I'm loving uh, having to watch these movies just for research. But <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen any of the Rush Hour movies, I haven't what are you seen doing? them. I, oh. oh my, Emily, you, we'll have to use that. I'm telling you, might be as an episode movie, for, yeah. for watching yeah, movie because yeah. you've seen them and oh, I haven't yeah. seen. And them. they're all good, by the way. I totally agree with they're Michelle. They're all. Fantastic! They are all fantastic. There's some things that you uh, I can come back to as far as like maybe things that don't age well because the first movie came out in 1998. <laughs> but the first movie, three minutes in, there's action happening. So if you like action, <laughs> Rush Hour is your movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ten minutes in, there's straight comedy. So if you don't like comedy, this is not the movie for you, but I'm telling you, give it at least ten minutes. You will love this movie. Yes. Um, Jackie Chan plays uh, an inspector from Hong Kong. He's very well respected, um, and he's a very loyal, and he teams up with this like sassy mouth, loud, reckless LAPD cop because they're kind of just both thrown together in this bad situation, but they're trying to rescue the Chinese consulate's um, consul's daughter who's been kidnapped. And mm. um, they're just, there's so much action. There's so much comedy. <laughs> they are an unlikely pair. Um, it gave us the lines uh, that Kim and I say to each other <laughs> at work all the time about other people, which is, do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> he first meets Jackie Chan's character. Now, um, this is actually happened in real life <laughs> when they first met. Um, Jackie Chan met Chris Tucker bef to, before the filming of the movie started, and Chris Tucker was speaking so fast. And Jackie, after he left, Jackie Chan turned to his manager and he's like, "I, I can't, <laughs> can't understand the words." No, I can't understand the words. Oh my! That's awesome. I didn't know that. And, uh, I That's love that. Funny. I absolutely love that. I think that they're both perfect in this role. They're they friends are. in real life. Um, oh, I was watching this better. interview. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I love that they're friends. And Chris Tucker was saying that now his son, that they've done these three movies together, is learning Mandarin. And so he brought his son to China and it just oh, wow. how fun it is hanging Aww. out with Jackie Chan and that they still have this friendship. 
if you watch the first movie, you'll see in that first three minutes, there's a scene, and Jackie Chan almost died in that scene. He's he's jumping in between two metal shipping containers, and um, he scrambles up these containers, and he's supposed to hoist himself in between. It's not a spoiler for the first three minutes, but (laughs) as it goes – that his head was almost smashed. It was like, uh, <gasps> what do I have? Like a quarter of a second that it had the the boxes came together, the shipping containers too fast, and yeah. so it would have smashed oh, him God. to pieces. No, so, not that his, Jackie. But his, I know, not Jackie. Don't but, do this. Um, not my Jackie. Oh, I just, <laughs> I just love it. Um, I love that there's a callback to Seven Samurai in the first movie when Chris Tucker gets hit and he's Ooh, like, which, which one of y'all kicked fact. me? Because he doesn't know. Oh, my God. Yes, which one of y'all kicked me? <laughs> oh, my God. I just love it. Um, another... An- <laughs> Because <laughs> he lies does it. Are it's perfect. <laughs> the lies are perfect. Chris Tucker, Kim, Kim loves this. I'm sure is that most of and and Emily too. That a lot of his lines were improved. Like yeah. so, a lot of his dialogue oh. in the oh, movie yeah. is improvised, and to the point that they weren't sure in some of the scenes how they could do the editing because he was improvising <laughs> so much. Yeah, that's an, a nightmare for an editor. His mouth right? is as fast as Jackie Chan's feet. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. and the editor's like, I don't know how to stitch yeah. together this movie. Uh, <laughs> slow down the do audio, it. slow down the film, or speed it right. up. I, don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh, a fun real live fact is that Kim and I last time, I guess maybe one of the last times we hung out in LA, we were driving around and we were driving in downtown LA, or Kim was, and there is this restaurant in LA that has a huge sign that says rush hour was filmed here. Mm-hmm. And I actually made Kim turn the car around so I could happy get out, to do so. take a picture <laughs> because happy to do so. I love these movies. I think they're so great. They, they considered other people in, instead of mm, um, girl. Chris mm-hmm. Tucker, which I'll let, I'll let Kim talk about. Um, Cause some of the, I don't think anybody else could have done it as, as well as he did. No, um, definitely not. Don Cheadle's <laughs> in the second Rush Hour. Oh, he is. Movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he, he, he's his cousin. He's yeah. in the second movie, and he only agreed to be in the movie if he could do a fight scene with Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, and I oh was yeah. Like, hell yeah! Tell me yes. Tell me yes. Uh, um, yeah, holy, holy the crap. one. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I will say is that. Um, in the third movie, Kim's going to get so tired of me saying this. No, never. But I love this actor. Hiro- Hiroyuki Sonata is in the third movie as the protagonist, um, antagonist, and he's so great. I have the biggest crush on him in general, but he came in into Russia Hour 3. I think all three movies, ha- for me, have the right level of comedy, the right level of action. Um, spend the whatever it is, the three ninety nine to Get it on uh, Prime, and you will not be sorry. I think Emily, you will love it. I, I just, might, uh, I might I know what my weekend plans are now. Rush, the Rush Hour franchise. Is your, they are so is your funny. Plan. Yeah, it absolutely. Well, I was just say so. Like Jackie Chan's movies, um, it's so it's so funny when you think about because most you know most most comedies when you see bloopers at the end of a movie, it's all the scenes that like the actors broke. Or did something that just it just screwed up the shot. They had to redo it. Jackie Chan's bloopers used to be him getting hurt Oof. in all of his stunts. So whenever they would show like the the bloopers, if you could even call it that, it was just him breaking bones, falling off, you know, getting like jabbed in the eye and having to like <laughs> do the scene again. 
And every time he gets hurt, you're thinking to yourself like, dude, if that happened to me once, I'd be like, we're done filming for the day. Get Forever. Out but it would be like take after take after take of him getting hurt again, again, again. And I don't know if it was Jackie Chan oh. who, I don't know if I'm, I don't want to say he demanded this, but when he, when he, he moves so fast that you have to get him in a wide right. shot. And so I think that he would say to the cinematographers, he's like, dude, you need to back up. Um, right. That's exactly how he said it. By the way, yeah, like, dude, I bet. back up off dude, me. Back up. But he would tell them like, you need to like get a wide shot because he moves so fast. <laughs> you would miss all of his action because it's him. It's always Jackie Chan doing oh his own God. stunts. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's always him. And I'm so fascinated. I love the bloopers. I'm so glad you reminded me of that because the bloopers of these movies are one of my favorite things. There's that one line where he goes, he can't say Madison Square Garden. And he's like, they keep correcting him. And, and he's like, what is it? What is it? And he's like, uh, and then he's like, oh, okay. Um, he's then they go, okay, go ready go and he goes oh every garden i'm so nervous and it's just like the cutest <laughs> thing and i say that line to myself it's like in the blooper reel but i live yeah. i can watch these bloopers again and again and to Preston, to your point i think it's perfect he does move really fast there's this one blooper reel they'll talk about probably a little bit later and he he's he, he's doing this action and finally he turns to the director and he's like you gotta say cut you got to say cut because he's fighting yes. someone and he's like, you're just watching me and we're going to keep fighting. You got to cut. And I love yeah. it. There was like, an interview that he, <laughs> that he was doing and he was saying that same thing that the directors would just tell him, like, you know how the, the fighting choreography goes. So just go do it. And then they follow his direction on how he feels the scene should be directed and mm. how it should be shot. Yeah. So Ooh. I, and I love that set, like that he is, is the one kind of, leading it uh, anything with jackie chan you guys i will watch all the time every time yeah that's <laughs> a great pick hysterical and and he does all his own stunts he does all his own stunts <laughs> which i love and he has like a he stunt does. team because i wanted to know who does the court fighting choreography and he has a an entire stunt team and this fun fact that i read was that he he does have this jackie chan stunt team but that he um he didn't want to put stuntmen out of work because he was doing his own stunts. So sometimes for movies, he'll recruit stuntmen yeah. to act as like stand-ins or like Aww. to walk across the street or do stuff that's who he can take a rest from the fighting. What a nice and then it's a stuntman like driving the car. I love that. Oh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michelle. Good old okay, so Michelle already guy. took all the words out of my brain Aww. per usual because like <laughs> I – again – Rush Hour has got it all. It's got it everything. <laughs> Action, a diverse leading cast, mm -hmm. a black yeah. man playing an LAPD cop, uh, an Asian man, mm -hmm. a Chinese man mm -hmm. uh, uh, being the, the badass that we need, the brains of the operation. I mean, it is <laughs> yeah. fan-freaking-tastic. Um, so Chris Tucker... I know Michelle lightly touched upon this, but Chris Tucker was actually not the first choice for the role of Detective Carter, which is crazy mm -hmm. to me. Um, apparently, the role was turned down before from Eddie Murphy um, and other actors like Martin Lawrence. Again, I love all these actors. Okay. Eddie Murphy, sure. I mean, come on. that I think that would have worked just as well. But there's something magical sure. about Chris Tucker, the way mm -hmm. he gets so high-pitched and <laughs> insane yeah. with, like, just... There is a moment... <laughs> In the first 10 minutes of this movie, guys, 
Chris Tucker, we meet him. He's a crazy, like, off-the-rails LAPD cop. He just blew up half a block. Uh, at, you know, the boss is mad at him. He's worried he's going to get uh, suspended. And he's talking to, like, his his boss, you know, the next uh, level of command. I don't know exactly the, the title. But he thinks he's in trouble. And he's like... He makes this justification because he's like, oh, you know, we're LAPD. Nobody likes us. Hell, my own mama doesn't love me. <laughs> She's ashamed of me. She t- she tells people that I'm a drug dealer. And I just laugh so hard. The whole There's world so, hates us. So we're <laughs> you will blink and miss like a funny line from Chris Tucker because he's just so funny he's and he's so in the good. moment. And he's oh. just like, a, he's like a, a, a he is just spitting out these jokes like they're bullets. It's crazy. Yeah. He, he's, um, he talks like so, a thousand miles per hour. He's just, it, like you right. said, spitting out like bullets. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the jokes are just like one right after the other. So I can just imagine being on set and just crying laughing the entire time. But anyway, he's so funny. Um, and so anyway, he was not the first choice. Martin Lawrence turned it down. Will Smith turned it down. Dave Chappelle, wow. who I think oh. would have been, wow. I what? mean, Dave Chappelle is yeah. also very funny, also very known for his high-pitched uh, uh, and very distinct voice. I think he would have been yes. a great uh, yeah. option. But I'm so glad it was Chris Tucker. And then the craziest part that I read is that Chris Farley was originally wanted. They wanted Chris Farley and Martin Lawrence. Oh. And then of oh, and then sadly weird. Chris Farley passed away in 1997. Yeah, I know. And they decided for whatever reason to actually alter the role to feature an Asian lead instead. And that's where Jackie Chan comes in. So Jackie Chan, this is actually his big breakout hit in the U.S. Um, it's the first film where he speaks English. Um, oh, wow. And oh, that's he a good point. This movie point. dubbed over. Yeah, wow. It, yeah, and he thought, thought this movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Did he really? thought this. He was like, yeah, he did this movie and he had done like Cannibal Run. He had done all these other movies that Rumble people in the knew him from and knew his like, yeah, they knew him from these other like comedic but like action roles. Um, and they brought him into this movie and they wanted, they used some of the same jokes from his previous roles and then because uh, it was the first time American audiences were seeing them. And then mm. after the movie was done, he was like, oh, I don't get why it's even funny. He's like, my English is bad. You can't understand Chris Tucker. It's such a bad movie. And I feel like it is just the big, like in my mind, it's like the biggest hit. Because I, like, It was. It was a huge hit. Point, huge yeah, blockbuster it has, hit. It's everything. It's got so everything. I feel like everybody besides me definitely saw it. So like. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember, so I grew up in Orange County. In Orange County, I heard, I heard it was like, was it Chris D'Elia? Said like, Orange County audiences, they're either white and Asian, but that's it. That's the two diversities you get. You get those two. And I remember seeing, um, what was it? Uh, Shanghai Noon in an audience. And it was like, the audience was half, like half white, half Asian. The Asian <laughs> audience loved Jackie Chan. And the white audience was just laughing at Owen Wilson. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It this, is how this, this is how this goes. <laughs> oh Look, I was, in, uh, I was in middle school when this movie came out. And my Asian heart could burst seeing a Chinese man <laughs> in a, a lead role. Like uh, an Asian man in a lead yeah. role. Totally. Um, and just I, I, going back to Michelle's point about chemistry, they have this chemistry. Whether... whether 
whether it was on purpose or it needed work or whatever they did, they have this chemistry that comes across and, um, the funniest part is that going back to Michelle's point about Jackie Chan being like, this is a terrible movie. Apparently <laughs> he thought this was so stressful. Jackie Chan was like, this is a very stressful movie movie because Chris Tucker spent so much time improvising that. And, oh, uh, yeah. and then Jackie Chan being like, I don't, you know, English is my, not my first language. And he's um, talking right. all the oh, time. Right. There's too much talking. Rapid, that oh, rapid really fire, hard. you know, uh, yeah, I was like, Chris dialogue. Tucker talking a thousand. I can barely, I speak English. I barely understand what he's saying half the time i'm like what (laughs) slow down dude exactly so apparently he was like oh my god this was so stressful because i just he felt lost all the time um in the middle of shooting so it's so funny how we we read these stories and we're like but wait no it's magical like there's something so magical about jackie chan and chris tucker together I think, speaking of magic, I think it does come down to chemistry. Like, Kim and I joke, like, what are the chances that Kim and I met through work? And what are the chances that, you know, we get to, we met and we have all these things in common that we found out? Um, Clearly, we we just found out recently we're reading the same book, which you didn't know. Now we're talking (laughs) about the same movie, like, the second time in a week. Um, But I feel like there's something to be said about, like, chemistry when you meet somebody and I think it was the same when you guys were talking about your first date like even though Preston's like damn I gotta drive all the way from back and forth (laughs) now and I've met this really great girl but there's just very something very magical about chemistry and there's like it's like an Mm -hmm. x factor it's something that you can't explain that when two people are together you Mm -hmm. know when it's there and I think that that's maybe what reads so well on screen because there are some things in this movie where you're like oh was that the right word did it did you really want mean to put Chinese there but it's like there's (laughs) you know there's something very much between how they complement each other and the chemistry between them that it doesn't read like this terrible movie that he thought it was or you don't see the stress that he was feeling while shooting this movie because it's so damn good it makes me laugh every single time and chris tucker is amazing there's this really sweet moment they have the the girl who's been kidnapped and i love that they make her cut fight she's like fighting to like get away from these kidnappers and it's really it's a very cool scene for somebody who's asian i'm like oh she wasn't just like this victim that didn't have character what a great role for a little asian girl too right i Mm -hmm. love that (laughs) and there's this really sweet (laughs) moment at the end which is not a spoiler and um chris tucker has a scene with her and it's just it's a very funny line but it's a very sweet line at the same time and so i give props to him for his like comedy chops and everything that he did as much as i love jackie chan doing all his own stunts but it's just such a he says something so funny and so sweet that i'm just like oh stop it like this movie is a hundred uh an hour and 30 minutes and 100 percent can't go wrong it's like the The best 90 minutes you will ever spend yeah I mean, also, can we give it up for Chris Tucker's line where he's like getting the ransom call and they're like, we want $50 million. And he's like, $50 million. What do you think? You kidnapped Chelsea Clinton. Like it is like the funny, like it's just, oh my God. In the bloopers. Have you seen in the bloopers part when he's talking about, he does the call in the bloopers and he can't remember Chelsea Clinton's name. And so he keeps going. They keep showing it in the bloopers. Sorry if you haven't seen the bloopers. This is a spoiler, but he's like $50 million. Who do you think he got? Kelsey. 
Kelsey Clinton. <laughs> Kelsey Clinton. Is that yeah. her name? Kelsey? <laughs> Kelsey or Chelsea? And then at one point he says Kelsey Grammar. And I just <laughs> laugh so much. Kelsey Grammar? That um, is uh, so he funny. Has another Kelsey that Grammar. There's another Kelsey Grammar. Yeah, I cannot praise her. Uh, <laughs> no, there's yes, there's a, there's true. a similar blooper like the second movie where he's on the he's in the airplane. He can't say Kefelta fish. Kefelta he can't say Kefelta fish. fish, and he just keeps like eating, and then he just looks up. He, he just like calls for line off camera, and like you could hear the whoever it is like like the script supervisor off camera just Kefelta fish, Kefelta fish. Oh it's my Kefelta. god! And she's just getting more and more frustrated because he can't remember this one line. I can't get it. <laughs> oh my god! But he's I, in the moment, I like in the scene, he's, he's totally in. And he just goes, "What's that word?" <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, so good. funny. Good I mean, I got to be honest; it's probably one of the more frustrating people to work with, like someone like Chris Tucker. I imagine he him being like because he's so off the rails that I can see people being like, "Yo, can you just yeah. say the line, yo?" and yeah, he's yeah, like doing hard. a whole monologue, which I'm sure is still funny, but uh, I don't know. I think, I don't know, like you, Robin Williams was also known for being that way. So it's like, man, mm. these comedic geniuses. I do yeah. think Chris Tucker is a comedic genius. And then he kind of fell off the face of the earth for a bit. But um, rumor is, and Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my limited research, they have been in talks about a Rush Hour 4 for mm, at oh, least three, yeah. four years now. It's been a well, long time. People look. People, me, yeah. Kim, want this Rush Hour <laughs> I'm Four. Throwing my I mean, money I want at the screen. I want nothing more than Rush <laughs> Hour Four. And so they've gone back and forth. Jackie Chan said he would do it. Then he said, well, "We're waiting for Chris Tucker." Then Chris Tucker said yes, apparently. And then Chris Tucker's people was like, "No." Um, uh, Brett Ratner, who's the director, I don't think that he would come back. There's been some uh, stories about him, but. Man, I I want this movie to happen so bad. I want to see more Jackie. I want to see more Jackie Chan and more Jackie Chan things. Yeah. How do we make that happen? Yeah. And I love the chemistry between these two. So uh, how, how, I'm, I'm just curious. How old is Jackie Chan now? He's got to be up, up close up to there. 65, 70 maybe I'm thinking. Maybe? I don't. Yeah. Let me see. Because I'm thinking Let's like, see. I mean, if but I'll tell you what. If Jackie Chan he's says there, he's yeah. ready to go, I'm like, all right, buddy. I don't care. You better take some ibuprofen and get out there and do some stunts for me, man. You got this, Jay. Sell those jokes for me. He's 60, what? 66. 63? 66. 66, man. Crazy. Still got it. Still got it. He's still killing it, His birthday's coming up. Oh, wow. He's like, I'm in my prime. Happy birthday, Yeah, I want to say, I meant to look this up, and Kim can correct me. Um, I want to say that one of his newer movies, The Foreigner, I think might be on Netflix, which I think is Mm. more drama than it is comedy. There is no Chris Tucker. Sure. Um, But um, I will will stop and watch anything. And I said that to someone recently, and they thought that was crazy. And I was like, I don't think there's anything crazy about it. Um, I love it so – I love (laughs) watching him so much. And if if I could just get a super cut of all the bloopers, that would – <laughs> I love both of them, and I was gonna say too. Like, it's it's one of those movies that like I feel like it's one of those that probably just got a ton of resistance right out the gate because it doesn't seem like it should work. It is a right. it's a comedy, it's mm-hmm. an action, and we've seen comedy action before. With, I mean, Beverly Hills Cop. When you said that Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. was one of the first choices, I thought, well, they probably were just thinking Be- like Beverly Hills Cop or Forty Eight Hours. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, I can mm-hmm. see why Eddie Murphy would be the the first choice, but yeah, I feel like. Chris Tucker, 
not that well known. He was known for the Friday no. movies. Right. You know, maybe Fifth right. Element had just come out as well, which he's so good. It looks good like in he Fifth was Element. the sixth oh. choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, but they went Howie. far down that list, right? They were like, they were okay. just like oh. let's explore all Will the black Smith men in out? Hollywood. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. and oh, okay, who's his Who else you got guy? on that list? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. guy was in Friday? <laughs> Exactly. It's it's so wild how they wound up with him. But it's so funny because the logline, I don't know, I was reading the logline to my friend earlier before we started recording. And the logline to this movie is nuts, but I love it. And it, I think it goes to your point, Preston, of like, how did this movie get made? And thank God it did. But it's like, when a Chinese diplomat's daughter... All right, that fir- those first five words already, I'm sure, had Hollywood, white men in Hollywood being like, oh, what, Chinese? What? Uh, a daughter? Like, I can just see them being like, what? Ooh, my head's going to explode. Exactly. So th- those first five words, you know, just let those sink in. But when a Chinese diplomat's daughter is kidnapped in Los Angeles, he calls in Hong Kong detective Inspector Lee, played by Jackie Chan, to assist the FBI with the case. But the FBI doesn't want anything to do with Lee, and they dump him off on the LAPD, who assign wisecracking Detective James Carter, played by Chris Tucker, to watch over him. Although Lee and Carter can't stand each other, they choose to work together to solve the case on their own when they figure out they've been ditched by both the FBI and the police. That logline is so damn crazy, but it works on so many levels, and that's why I love it. It. I think that's why I love this movie. I yeah. think that's funny that you you say that because one of, as I was like what, rewatching this for the millionth time um, in the trilogy DVD pack that I own, I was like, um, "Wow, this is so interesting because they're both they're both coming from different backgrounds." Like we were talking at the beginning, they're both very different, but they're both put into this like category by their superiors and the people that they work with. Other than um, the guy from the consulate, everyone thinks that they're like lame and they're <laughs> not any value. And so they've kind of just dismissed them. And I was like, I like that because then it turns into like this underdog story yes. of like two guys that no one yes. expects to get the job done because he's blowing things up with and he's got a loud mouth and they don't <laughs> think this guy even he's not from here. He's He's Chinese. They make all these Chinese jokes. Yeah, we don't know him. Yeah, exactly. We don't know him. He doesn't speak English. English And all of that. And I just love it. And there's so many little like twists and turns of even like from the point that that Chris Tucker's character doesn't think that Jackie Chan speaks English either, and then he does. And so it's just so great. (laughs) Um, Guys, what great picks for our buddy comedies? Uh, Solid picks. Some mm-hmm. solid picks here. Uh, we gotta yeah, take a quick whole break. I, I mean, we did do oh, we did, did do a, a whole trilogy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Michelle and I cheat often when it comes to this. Well, there are no rules, so I guess you can't cheat. But um, <laughs> when we come back, we are going to talk about some upcoming movies that mm-hmm. probably have a some buddy love going on in it. <laughs> when we return, hey guys. So we don't have any official sponsors or advertisers for our show, but we would like to give some special recognition to businesses that we have used and really appreciate. Uh, We would like today to tell you about Semicolon Bookstores, which is a black 
women-owned bookstore and gallery space in Chicago. Um, They came recommended to me and have been fantastic. Although they are open one day a week in the midst of this pandemic, you can check out their website at semicolonchi.com. They've got a great list of recommendations from everybody who works within the shop and some really fun categories uh, that are some books that are relevant to today, books for children and babies, as well as some books that you may recognize because they were made into movies. So if you get a chance, check out Semicolon Books. You can find them at semicolon, that's S-E-M-I-C-O-L-O-N-C-H-I. Again, that's Semicolon Bookstores, and that's S-E-M-I-C-O-L-O-N-C-H-I. Check them out. They're one of the best bookshops out there. Thanks, guys. Hey, welcome back to Crush Fictionally. We are talking buddy comedies today. And before we get into upcoming buddy comedy-esque movies that are coming out or are already out, um, we have to acknowledge the fact that Michelle is wearing a killer Bruce Lee t-shirt. Because Michelle, I mean, you guys will see it on Instagram because she's so good at like wearing... Like she's so good at props. <laughs> why? Shirts. Why? Why do I not have a Jackie Chan shirt? Is probably the other question. Well, the fun yes. fact that I think Preston and Michelle both knew that I didn't know is, um, sorry, uh, that they worked together once upon a time mm-hmm. on a film That's back right. in the day. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Very famous Bruce Lee film, Little? Enter the Dragon. Oh boy! Ooh. And I who think also he has was- Chuck Norris. In that movie, too. <laughs> Chuck Norris and Enter the Dragon. I think he was in uh, The Chinese Connection from 1972. Yes. I think yes. he was in that for a little yeah. bit. And there, I read this interesting story that it was early in Jackie Chan's career and he met Bruce Lee. And I think at that time, obviously, Bruce Lee was really well established and people knew him for his fighting and, and the acting and, and everything that he was doing. So they met very briefly. I don't know that then necessarily they were friends. In my mind, I would love for them to do a buddy comedy <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was in a couple um, Bruce Lee movies. And there's some story out there that uh, I love Bruce that you know Lee story. was oh, going yeah. bowling and yes. he saw Jackie Chan walking around town and he pulled over and he convinced Jackie Chan to go bowling with him. So they hung out <laughs> yeah. and bowled together. <laughs> and the whole time Jackie Chan was trying to rebuff all these like hardcore fans who were coming over to get Bruce Lee's autograph. And they were just two buddies yeah. who Aww. are amazing fighters and um actors and bowling hanging out two buddies i love that you brought that up. I, I i don't know if it was the chinese connection or enter the dragon but i remember it was jackie chan was super nervous to see bruce lee and he's and he, he's like on the street leaves the set and he sees bruce lee in the corner of his eye and bruce lee's like decked out like he's got like the sunshades on and like the really flashy <laughs> coat and bruce lee comes over and wa- he walks up to jackie chan jackie chan's like I'm in trouble. <laughs> I did something wrong. I'm, I'm going to get chewed out by Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee's like, hey, do you bowl? Do you want to go bowling with me? And he went, they went and bowled the whole night. <laughs> that sounds like friends, a Prince so. story. It sounds like a, yeah. a story yeah. that Jimmy Fallon retells about Prince on the late night show or whatever, the yeah. Tonight Show, whatever, <laughs> which whenever he's on. Um, that is so funny. What a what an urban legend. Uh, I know, it's and, wild. Oh, God. Anyway, speaking of Asians <laughs> that are impressing me, uh, guys, there is a new movie 
out that you may or may have not seen yet called Raya and the Last Dragon. Now, this definitely Ooh, screams. I've heard of it. Yeah, this definitely screams family buddy comedy to me. I mean, you've got Kelly Marie Tran and Aquafina, and if you don't know anything about the movie, I'll read you the logline. Long ago, in the fantasy world of Kumandra, humans and dragons live together in harmony. However, when sinister monsters known as the Druin threaten the land, the dragons sacrifice themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned and it's up to a lone warrior to track down the last dragon and stop the Druin for good. Now, I've seen the trailer for this. I can't wait to see it. I've heard nothing but great things from a variety of people. Um, of course, being Asian, I'm definitely all for Asians in uh, being represented in Hollywood and this like ancient-esque story being told. So I'm very excited. I think it's a great cast. And and again, it's got that buddy comedy, uh, screaming buddy comedy to me. Um, <laughs> Michelle. Every time we turn on Disney Plus, it's like in my face. I'm like, I will watch you someday. <laughs> You're Just like, give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come it's on, like, don't you want to watch this? this? He's like, watch it's me like, now. I love dragons. Yes, I will watch it. <laughs> I love <Got> dragons. <laughs> Add it to the list for the weekend. This is oh, true. Yeah. Rush <laughs> hour and then Ryan. Rush the hour and then Ryan. The yeah. All dragon. three rush hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. um, I have yet to see this movie, but I need to see it. I just have been busy, I swear. But uh, coming to America too. <laughs> I mean, Ugh, come yeah. the hell oh, yeah. on. Uh, Eddie Murphy I and Arsenio Hall, get out of town. Come on. <laughs> get, I out of get out of here. But also come back and watch <laughs> Coming to America, too, because I... The trailer alone had me crying laughing. So I know it's going to be a good time. Buddy comedy, I, I think it counts. I, I it is, think it sure. is a buddy comedy. 100%. It is a buddy yeah. It is a buddy comedy. I would say Coming to America, the original, is a classic. So funny. I think oh this movie God, is so a good. great updated version. Uh, there's some great cameos. I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it or doesn't know who's in it. So just go and watch it. There were some moments where I just laughed. It's it, it's a great take on um, on the follow-up to the first one. So highly recommend it for sure. Coming to, oh, man. Coming to I have not seen America. either. Mm-hmm. I really want to though. I, I know. Yeah. I, know. I didn't so realize good. it was out already. I'm so on, lame. I need Amazon to, Prime I Prime. just need oh, to do it. Uh, I need Preston to watch all these right. things. Amazon and then Michelle, Prime. you found a movie that's coming out um, got, for us to be excited about. Yeah. I've got uh, one that I think is really interesting. It's supposed to be out this year. We will see Jungle Cruise. Uh, speaking of Disney, it's supposed to come out in July oh, of yeah. this year, oh, yeah. starring Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh-huh. Now, yes. I, I don't know if any of you are following the latest news on the internet, but that there is a sexiest bald man's list, sexiest bald <laughs> yeah. men's list, oh, and Prin- yes. Prince William apparently is in the number one spot. And no. I just want to say to whoever number made one. this list, Mm-mm. did you all not hear about The Wrong. Rock? Excuse me. Right. Wrong. Pump those like a Jason Statham over a Prince, yeah, uh, Prince Harry, right? Ex- exactly. Uh, a mil- mm, yeah, a million exactly. times. You should be, yeah, far exactly. down there. Yeah. Bald, Jason a Statham. Sexiest bald man award. Sexiest yeah. bald man. People are saying Stanley Tucci. I say The Rock. Uh, oh, yeah. Preston yes. says Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah. Stanley, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll make our revised list. list. But if you're interested, The Rock will be in The Jungle Cruise with Emily Blunt. With There may be a kind of maybe a romance, maybe a buddy comedy um, mm. kind of happening here. This is what we know about the movie that Dr. Lily Houghton enlists the aid of wisecracking skipper. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Frank Wolf, played by The Rock, to take okay. down the to take her down the Amazon in his ramshackle boat. I mean, there's nothing more than I love sure. than a wisecracking oh. character, but give me a wisecracking the rock all day. Um, they're searching for an ancient tree that holds the power to heal, and she wants it, obviously, to make some breakthroughs in medicine. So I'm here for it. Okay. Cannot wait. Um, it sounds really fun, and I think there's going to be a little bit of comedy, maybe some I would hope so. I hope friendship. it's I hope it's full <laughs> hope to the so. brim with yeah. puns. I want yes. end to end yeah. puns yeah. as if I am on the jungle cruise ride. Yes. I want the lame dad <laughs> jokes. I want the whole shebang. And I hope it's the rock giving it to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You said it better than I was gonna say. I was gonna- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. I want all you bald the- bastard. Give me the <laughs> yeah, bald bastard. Give me all the dad jokes, all the puns. Uh, uh, leave me maybe here. Maybe we'll be able to see it in the movie theater in July. I know. Well, maybe. I hope so. maybe. I would that say would that it's an odd choice for the foundation of a movie, but I guess Pirates of the Caribbean didn't kind of a thin oh, right. story on that ride. And right. they made a huge franchise out of it. So who knows? Maybe Jungle Cruise Miracles will just blow happen. everyone out of the water. Miracles yeah. happen. What Miracles an odd happen. choice. What's next? The teacups? <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll make it. Yo. Oh, all right. So what else I left? can just picture some guy in a Disney conference room being like, all right, guys, our next movie. What rides are left? Teacups. All right. So <laughs> it's like an all out battle. Guys, Everything's crazy. Matterhorn. And then I'm the guy in the room being Matterhorn. like, Matterhorn trumps your teacups. Yeah. No problem. We're like, all right, guys, Matterhorn. June 6, 1944. Like, nope, that's not a good time to be German. Nope. Let's just get out of it. Nope. Oh, oh, oh. Not that movie. Yep. Not, not uh, rewind. Rewind. Took a turn. Took a turn. Took a terrible turn. Um, um, but I I think the Jungle Cruise is like a funny ride, the way that they've presented it and the, the jokes that they have, the dad jokes, Kim, as totally. you mentioned. I think I'm I'm here for it. I think it, this should be I'm excited this should be a funny take. In another yeah. life, we, I am a host on a Jungle Cruise uh, ride. But anyway. Yeah. Moving on. You have been on a a boat a few times. You know, Uh, I'm thinking of (laughs) those. I'm qualified. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I've been on a boat. (laughs) More than once. And I tell you the times you've gotten almost like uh, lost. Exactly. I've almost died on a kayak in uh, the Florida Keys. So this is a true story. It's not exactly. boat, you know. This is a true story. (laughs) Kayak, boat. I have experience. I also tell jokes. I'm the perfect Jungle Cruise host. You are the perfect Jungle Cruise host. I love that. And a buddy of mine, we used to have a – kind of like a sea world situation here in the bay area it's where it's no longer mm. exists, but it did when i was a kid and a buddy of mine eric <laughs> used to have a friend who worked at marine world it was called and they had the jungle cruise equivalent and he would go and visit his buddy cruise. at work 
<laughs> yeah, like the second <laughs> Jungle Cruise. You can't see it. Like what? <laughs> and uh, he he would go and he'd do all the bits and he would be like, if you like today's cruise, my name's Eric. And if you didn't, it's Dan. And I just think of that <laughs> all love the it. time. <laughs> that is funny. I, like, I like that you, like your friend was getting so paid for his job and you were just there to tell the jokes. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's just oh, I too love funny. It. I hope he actually had a coworker named Dan who was like, dude, I'm getting like complaints. <laughs> yeah, every day. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like under review again. <laughs> like, I gotta fire me, dude. His, I got three hates kids. His door. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. No, I just I foresee uh, the Jungle Cruise movie being kind of like a Jumanji yeah. movie, mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. the Amazon. You've got like the anacondas. You oh, got yeah. Like, yeah. There's gonna be some action, some adventure. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it's just gonna be. The rock versus the jungle. Right. I think like the rock (laughs) has in his writer that there must be at least five explosions in a movie, right? Like (laughs) it's like, there's no way he doesn't have that in a contract. Oh, Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Anyway. Emily Blunt. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. I love her. I like, I think she's very watchable to me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I have a little bit of a crush on her. So I, I mean, we all have to watch her. So, Come on. Doesn't. Right. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Speaking of crushes, we should move on to honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Oh, yes. Emily Preston, mm. do you have any honorable mentions for buddy comedy characters that didn't quite I, make it to the number one spot? My honorable mention was going to be Step Brothers. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a winner. It's also the second most quoted movie in my daily life as well. <laughs> yep. And, um, and unfortunately, also my daily life. Uh, yeah. We work together. <laughs> every like, day. I if I say it. something, any t- literally every other sentence, I'll say something and I'll be like, what's that from? And he's like, well, it's either Dumb and Dumber or Step Brothers. <laughs> Maybe sometimes a Christmas story is thrown in there, but those that is it. Oh my <laughs> those God. Those three. three. And that is, uh, I mean, obviously Step Brothers is the, uh, the, you know, best example of, like you were saying, romantic comedy where they hate each other in the beginning and then they fall in love and then another little tiff happens and then they come back together in the mm. end it's, it's uh it's a winner it's a proven formula i it's, love it i love so that good. too i mean yes <laughs> yeah. all, all, i mean all of these are so great such quotable movies my two movies that my boyfriend can't escape me quoting on the daily are always from <laughs> mrs doubtfire and forrest gum yeah Oh, oh yeah. That's also it. winners. Great picks. Great yep. picks. <laughs> Lulu! What's, anyway, moving on. <laughs> what's your Forrest Gump quote? I'm curious. At, all of the entire time. movie. All of uh, them. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. I played a couple, like, I I played a couple like, in the chamber oh. like, bam, bam. Uh, Which part? It depends on what it has like made, you know what I mean? It's like playing the, uh, the, the song game, like where you hear a word and then suddenly you start singing that song. Yeah. Uh, I think probably on a weekly basis, there is one actor in Forrest Gump and he's got one line. Michelle's heard me tell the story before. She's like, Kim, stop telling the story. No, he's got one line and all it is is young Forrest Gump running past him on the street. It's a part of a montage and he's like, that boy sure is a running fool and we must yes. say it like once a week and I don't know why. <laughs> we, we should have quote Forrest Gump. Yeah. If, we, if we get... 
well, I don't think it's anything biting us, but if I think something's bit me, I go, ow, something bit me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Something, bit me. something pe- bit me. Right. Like, I want to go home. <laughs> I must say that, like, all the time. Uh, force, you know, I want to go oh, home. Yeah. It's so sad. But, like, there's. Bubba's quote? Wow. Yes. Like, the vacation quote. Mama, what's vacation? It's when you go someplace and you don't ever come back. Like, there's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. so many. I can't. Anyway, oh, guys, so this has turned it's into the Forrest Gump quote. It's a great. You know what? It's a great movie to quote too. We yeah. we I have quoted many Forrest Gump lines. Random lines that are maybe more sad. I know. Like you know, yeah. but but you can make it funny depending yeah, on the mean, context depend- of what's happening in your life. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, Preston, how about you? Do you have an honorable mention? I do. Funny you should ask, Kim. <laughs> my uh, yeah. So my honorable mention. Arguably, it's an action movie as well, mm-hmm. but I would say Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah. Lethal Weapon Ooh. is uh, I my, thought you were going to say something else. My franchise. Oh. What, what were you thinking? I thought you were going to say Bridesmaids. <laughs> I was also thinking Bridesmaids oh. as well. Oh. I mean, Bridesmaids also, is on my list. I have that, I have that on my list, yeah. That's such a great <laughs> it's movie. It's a good one. A great ensemble of buddies. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, that was one thing, too. I was like, buddies can be dozens of characters, or I don't know why. We always hone in on two. Right, like buddy, yeah. like right. two yeah. people. Two. Yeah. yeah, but Bridesmaids Bride is a great, great choice yeah. for buddies. Well, I count the it. Two leads are, it. you know, more so best buddies. They are, but best anyway, buddies. I love Lethal, lethal Weapon. <laughs> but yours is Lethal best Weapon. <laughs> I'm picking Lethal Weapon by God. Um, but yeah, this one it was uh, Richard Donner, the director. I know there's a story where he said uh, when Danny Glover got cast because Danny Glover had done like the color purple, which was huge, but oh, he'd done the color right. purple. And a couple other things, but he wasn't like a huge name. Right. And so when he got cast alongside Mel Gibson, this is the first movie Mel Gibson did in the United States as well, because he was Mad Max over right. in Australia. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So, That's a good point. so it was just like two actors who were kind of like not super well known in the United States, but were kind of on the upswing. And I remember Richard Donner talking about when uh, he heard that Murtaugh had been cast and it was Danny Glover. And he was like, it can't be Danny Glover. Danny Glover's black. And then it hit him as soon as he said it, he was like, oh, crap. Like, it doesn't say in the script if he's black or white or Asian. It doesn't say anything. He, in his head, Uh realized, like, oh, if it doesn't specify their ethnicity, I assume they were all white. Uh And it was this eye-opening moment. He's like, "Uh oh, guess I'm not as progressive as I thought. And it worked so well. that They had, like, a table read at uh, Richard Donner's house. And, you know, Mel Gibson's there. Danny Glover's there. And it just, like... The, the executive producers were there too and they just everyone was just kind of blown away it, by it's their chemistry it's a great chemistry it's a great duo mm-hmm. I mean I personally think like Danny Glover in that role as the straight man and Mel Gibson being the more like wild yeah. card mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so unusual in itself but it works I think it really works because totally if you know Mad Max I mean it could it's like night and day. It's like different. It's a very different character. Um, uh, what's the what's the word? Totally. Uh, character. Uh, I can't think of the word, but it's a very different character. Period. Um, for sure. Mel Gibson between gotcha. Mad Max and Lethal Weapon. So um, I one hundred percent. Well, I, I remember I remember seeing like Lethal Weapon first when I was a kid, and then seeing the Mad Max movies later, and I was like, "What's that accent he's got in Mad Max? Is that wait? He's from Australia, right? But mm-hmm. he doesn't." use that accent in his other movies and it just like freaked me out i was like what <laughs> now <laughs> now you're away. the racist 
Yeah, damn it. Those damn Aussies. <laughs> Aussies oh, coming over, taking, taking our, our jobs. jobs. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jinx. Um, oh, um, Lord. But I'll tell you what, what, what else I love about that movie. It, it's definitely, it definitely has comedic moments. It's definitely an action movie. Kind mm-hmm. of a precursor to Rush Hour for buddy cop mm-hmm. comedies. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Um, and one thing about it, too, that I really explored early on was uh, PTSD for Vietnam wow. vets. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it so was just deep. like, yeah, it wasn't really, it wasn't really talked about very much. No. I feel like even yeah, not in then. the 80s. Hell, so, we barely, I mean, shoot, we're, I mean, we're getting in, we're in 2021 and we barely want to acknowledge mental health now. Right. So totally. I can't yeah. imagine in 1987 how progressive. Wow. Great, great fun yeah. facts about this movie I did not know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, Shane Black, the screenwriter, was his first script. And I think that if you read Lethal Weapon, there's a line where it says, like, he's describing the drug dealer's house. And it says, like, this lavish Beverly Hills mansion. The kind of mansion I'm going to buy when I'm a successful screenwriter one day. Like, oh, that's oh, in the script. I kind of love, <laughs> love that. Yeah, that's so I good. That too. That's it's great. It's a dream. Um, I feel like Lethal Weapon is kind of like Lethal Weapon. If you've got Die Hard, and when I was watching Rush Hour again, I was thinking, oh, it's kind of got those Die Hard undertones. You know, at the end of the movie when they're scaling, he's Jackie Chan is kind of like scaling up the um, scaffolding or whatever. It had, for whatever reason it was giving me these Die Hard undertones, and I feel like Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. is kind of like a mesh of like Die Hard meets Rush Hour with the Rush Hours later because it's got the comedy and it's got the action and kind of totally. that same feel. Ooh, it's got no, it all, that's baby. That's a great comparison. Yeah. It's and is it, is it the second Lethal Weapon where Joe Pesci is Joe Pesci's in the second one, and isn't that where he's like, they always fuck you at the drive-thru. And I just, yes. just like, it's like this whole, this whole bit. And I remember seeing that as a kid, which was like, I don't know why my parents were letting us watch this movie when we were kids. <laughs> but my dad thought it was like the funniest line, and so whenever like we went on a road trip and we would go through the drive-thru, uh, like no. at our fast food place, my dad would, if they got the, they got the order wrong or missed something, my dad would be like, they always fuck you at the drive-thru. Oh, my <laughs> Isn't that right, kids? <laughs> yeah. And we still to this day We're think that line is so oh, funny. It's quotable. That's a quotable. It's quotable. That's a quotable Now line. I'm going to quote that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michelle, do you want to go next for some honorable mentions? Um, yes, and I think it's no surprise who my honorable mentions are because uh, it's the same guys, almost. Um, from... Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Roy O'Bannon played by Owen Wilson and uh, Chan Wang, which is actually how you say John Wang in Chinese, Jack- Jackie Chan. Um, I know I'm picking Jackie Chan again, but man, the these movies are really funny. Um, I actually prefer Shanghai Nights a little bit more than Shanghai Noon. Uh-huh. Um but you, you can watch them both. You don't need to necessarily watch Shanghai Noon if you haven't seen it. But a man um, from China travels to the Wild West to rescue a kidnapped princess in Shanghai Noon. And this is like, I love to say, peak 
somebody, peak Owen Wilson, like <laughs> Owen Wilson being Owen Wilson in these movies. The thing I do like about Shanghai Noon is that you've got the East meets West. You've got mm. a Chinese immigrants who have come to America and it shows what it was a little bit of what it was like for Chinese immigrants building the railroad. And they meet up with Native Americans. And then some of the white people in the movie were like, who are these people? Like, they're so confused. And I thought that was actually kind of funny. Um, and then in that was out in 2000. 2003 was Shanghai Nights. K-N-I-G-H-T-S. <laughs> um, in case you were wondering. But, man, um, this movie is ridiculous and so funny. There's a lot of really great action. Um and so when Chinese, uh, a Chinese rebel murders Chan's father um, and escapes to England, Chan takes his buddy Roy and they make their way to London uh, with revenge. I love a good revenge story. <laughs> I love Jackie Chan. Um, the co- just the jokes about um, – that his name is John Wang, John Wang, but sounds like John Wang. Wayne <laughs> yes. so funny and yeah. just uh, funny for days. You'll you'll recognize some two people, maybe um, somebody from Game of Thrones, uh, the younger version of himself, because this was two thousand and three, who plays the villain, and then a very young, very young child actor, uh, uh, John. Now, like you know his name. Maybe you can just cut that. Anyways, you will recognize two <laughs> actors in this. But who I love the most is a character named Wu Chow, played by Donnie Yen. And this is oh, the very first God, time stop. Don't. that Jackie Chan and Donnie Yen fight <laughs> each other. How did, the, how did the uh, screen not explode with all that star power uh, on it? <laughs> like, stop it. Like, I am one with the force. And the force is with me. <laughs> and Donnie I Chan. will say Donnie Yen Speaking of Rogue One, has not aged a day. He has made a deal with the devil. He, he looks amazing he in this movie. He's a great villain in this and perfect to um, Jackie Chan's Chan, who is like this stand-up guy. There's so much ridiculous comedy. Uh, 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 Owen Wilson being ridiculous. And um, I just <laughs> – I think these movies are so funny. And the one movie that I could quote from beginning to end, Tommy Boy, uh, Chris Farley, David Spade. <laughs> Um, oh, just my God. Not here, here, or here so much, but right here. Um, <laughs> right in this area. Right, <laughs> right in this area. He's got right a big here. bruise across his face. I love these movies. Um, talk about <laughs> a peak, peak, uh, peak Chris Farley, uh, peak David Spade even, even though I think, mm-hmm. still think David Spade is funny, but this movie is so great. And all the way back to 1995, but one of a classic and one of my favorites for sure. Oh, man. That's a great mention. Wow. Tommy boy. Hot dog. These are some good mentions, man. I'm going to be watching movies all weekend. Um, (laughs) Okay. So my honorable mentions, we all agreed on Bridesmaids. Come on. That's Mm self-explanatory. I mean, I think (laughs) eight women together can count as buddy comedy. I have no problem with this. Oh, for sure. Um, There is a French film called, I don't speak French, but it's spelled (laughs) The Untouchables, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Mm. like... The intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah, I mean, please don't roast me for my French, at, my French pronunciation or lack thereof. Um, played by uh, there, it's about a man. It's based off a real story, actually. 
and or loosely based. It's about a man who's paralyzed and he brings in an unexpected person to be his caretaker. In fact, there was an American version made with Brian Cranston. Oh, Kevin Hart, right? Yes. Brian oh. Cranston, Kevin Hart. Yeah. But I bet, yeah. I bet you the the French version is The French way version is beautiful. It's gorgeous. I think it, it's probably less comedic, but the, the I love the relationship and there is a lot of comedy that happens in the movie. I highly recommend it. I believe it's on Netflix as we speak. If you want oh, to watch oh, it, um, the characters are Philippe and Driss, played by Francois Clouzet and Omar Sy. Again, excuse me if I've pronounced those names wrong. <laughs> I just loved this movie. I thought it was a great, unexpected buddy comedy for me. More, again, more of a drama, but really, really great. Also, not a duo, not eight women together, but a trio. Two Wong Fu. I mean, the characters. Oh, yeah. are- Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, yeah. Julie Newmar. I do love that movie. Vita, Noxima, Chi Chi. I mean, Patrick Swayze, yes. Wesley yes. Snipes, mm, John Leguizamo, so at, to quote Michelle, peak those three. I mean, yes. I put those yeah. three in a movie and I'm just like, magic, 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 magic. Um, yeah, yeah. I have, <laughs> wow. I, I just love this movie. I love everything about it. I love how it introduced me to drag culture. I don't know if it is wildly accurate, but I love the relationships. I love the comedy. I love what it teaches about, you know, what we think about masculinity versus femininity. It's yeah, a beautiful I movie. Yeah, that one again. Oh, it's so Well, good. and such a ballsy, such a ballsy thing for Patrick Swayze <gasps> and Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes to mm-hmm. do. Because I think Wesley, Wesley Snipes... They, come on. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, I mean, he was like, I think this was right before he did Blade or maybe right it's after. definitely in that era, right? It's in that mm-hmm. era where he's like playing these very masculine... Badass yeah, dudes, badass like killing vampires mm-hmm. with a sword. Oh, and like <laughs> just... I don't know. I love this movie. I don't know if it stand if it holds the test of time in terms of like what we know about drag culture uh, and uh, obviously uh, learning about like trans uh, culture and uh, trans lives. But yeah. I love what this movie has to say in terms of like the lines are blurred, and I think that's essentially what the movie is about: is that it, everything's gender fluid, and that to me yeah. is what this movie is yeah. about. So I love that movie totally. Um, and I had a quick hot take when you said Omar Sy. Um, I was like, oh. thinking I just saw him in something, and he is in a Netflix show oh, um, that's Lupin. also a French huh? show called yes. Lupin. Yeah, yeah, which is cut you off. Sorry, <laughs> no, no. I did, typical you... man jumping in and just, <laughs> just damn it, like, boy, I'll they always fuck you with the drive-through guys. <laughs> I mean, um, but no, Preston is right. It's 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 on Netflix. It's so good. It's called I think it's pronounced Lupin, but L U P I N. My French is <laughs> terrible, um, but you can watch it. Um, you can watch it with or without the subtitles. They actually, the overdubs actually aren't terrible because I had the overdubs on un- unknowingly for a while. Um, but it's season one. Season two is coming out soon. And um, Omar Sy is, is fantastic in it. And he plays a gentleman thief. So a very respected thief. Um, <laughs> and he... I mean, how many times do I say this? Probably every week. I love a good revenge story, but he's offen- avenging his father's death. So in the first Ooh. season, we oh, find out that. a little bit of background, and there's there it's set in in Paris, so there's a lot of beautiful scenery. But Ooh. I'm loving it, and they're teasing to the that queue. season cool. two is coming out soon. Yeah, it looked great from the uh, from what I saw. 
It's the, pretty good. I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, this looks really cool. We'll add it to the yeah. list. I've heard yeah. nothing but great <laughs> things about it. Um, Emily, Preston, we oh. were so honored to have you we on our it. podcast. Oh can you tell our listeners what your podcast you so is much. about and how they can follow you guys and listen? Yeah. 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 We're on We're on the old Instagram at, at What's Your Movie Podcast. And uh, the podcast is... Everywhere, I think. Apple, Spotify. Wherever your ears Google, go for love. All those, <laughs> all the podcast, podcast places. Um, but yeah, we we actually, we did this when we first started dating. We put movies in a hat. We started a podcast. We, no. No. <laughs> we did the, When we first started dating, we put movies in a hat that mm-hmm. we enjoyed that we liked that the other hadn't seen oh. and we would because you know it takes so much time to like what movie should we watch right. and so yeah. we would pick them and watch them yeah. and um so in our podcast we each put movies in the hat and we pick them and uh, whoever has not seen it has to guess what the movie's about and unfortunately Preston has the memory of an elephant and somehow (laughs) is such a good guesser and remembers previews of movies from so long ago. Oh my God. And I, on the other hand, don't remember movies I've seen like last week. So my guesses are so (laughs) far. Well, you, so you guys sound off. complimentary, sound like don't idiot. you? You guys yes. sound <laughs> complimentary, as we talked about. Now, do you guys, yeah. uh, after you record the podcast and you guys go through the process, do you watch the movies? As like We do. If, Emily, if you yeah. haven't seen the movie or whatever, you watch so, them so afterwards? The, so for the first half, so our podcast is pretty short, like 30 minutes. Like the first half is whoever's guessing, guessing the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. We'll go watch the movie, come back, and then discuss how right or, or how, how wrong. wrong. Very, very uh-huh. wrong. <laughs> we were. So. Great format. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's cool. What's been the biggest <laughs> surprise? Like, there must be something you watch, like you watch and you're like, oh, that was either really great or really bad or, man. Ooh, um, I know which one uh, you hated the most. Yeah, I was, was just <laughs> So I showed Emily oh. one of my favorite movies, The Warriors. <laughs> from 1979. <gasps> the whole movie, I was like, make it back. <laughs> Make it end. Oh my. She saw that one. I thought Warriors. being a musical theater fan. They, she, <laughs> Michelle knows. But Emily, I thought being a musical theater fan, she would have appreciated the costuming no. and all the different gangs. You were wrong. She's, She's like, get me out of here. Yeah. I can She's see that. I can see. I can and then oh. rewatching a movie that I I picked 27 Dresses and then rewatching it. I was like, oh. Turns out I don't like it as much as I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> James so Marsden's like the saving grace. <laughs> and Preston liked it more like, than, you know. And I was like, okay, so it's better the first time you watch it. Good and to know. progressively just <laughs> it gets lower and lower on that, uh, that list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I, two, I would say I'm surprised she's, she's liked some of my movies, though. I've like, liked, I've, yeah, I've liked more of them than, than I hated. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah i'm surprised how much i liked most of them you i showed her the thing the kurt russell Ooh, uh, oh, yeah. horror film oh, john yeah. carpenter horror film she she yeah. really liked it yeah, yeah it's nice. been a lot of fun she oh. also pointed out that there's no women in that movie and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> i try my best <laughs> oh like, does not pass yeah. the old bechdel yeah, test the i test. That's yeah. right. 100 did not unless that dog was a female no it wasn't it wasn't yeah. there was great no, they're, a dog. they're all dudes great yeah. we get sorry. a dog that's it that's all you get that's all you get all right 
Love it. But you get so much more if you check out What's Your Movie podcast uh, wherever you find your shows. And then you guys can yeah. follow them on Instagram. Cool. Yeah. That's correct. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. We had such a yes. blast talking buddy comedies with you. It was oh. so much fun. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. Ah, Thanks for entertaining us you. for yeah. the whole show. Oh my God. I'm here to entertain, baby. Uh, yeah, Disney, yeah. hire me. I'm waiting for my Jungle Cruise moment. Um, <laughs> Jungle Cruise part two. You know it's a franchise. Stop teasing me. Right. I mean, I was talking about working on the actual ride, not the movie, but oh. I guess the movie would be better. <laughs> Whatever you want. Probably more lucrative. Eh, just hit me up, yeah. Disney. We can talk. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, thanks to our listeners for listening. Thanks to Campfire Media. Um, and of course, if you enjoyed what you've listened to, you know, maybe you could go leave us a five-star review in Apple podcasts, uh, or maybe you're Please. thinking, Kim, uh, the chances of me leaving you a five-star review in Apple podcast is, oh, one in a million. <gasps> so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> In between episodes, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Crush Fictionally. And feel free to slide into those DMs. Or tell us about your favorite fictional crush when you leave us a review on Apple Podcast, And we'll read your crush out loud on the next episode. You've been listening to Crush Fictionally with original music by the talented Edith Mudge. Artwork by the incredible Rose Feddock. And produced by the amazing Peter Burns. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung. And remember to love yourself. Because your love is real. My name is Muriel, and I love true crime. I'm Nick, and I am not a fan. Every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and boy, they are a lot. Some of them are famous. Some of them are weirdly under the radar, but all of them contain crime, violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. <laughs> so join us every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts and check out the original Muriel's Murders animations on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at Muriel's Murders. How are you feeling, Nikki? Very nervous. Are you ready to hear a story? No. Too bad. Here come some murder clips from season one of Muriel's Murders. This week involves a trio of scheming brothers, a handyman and his gold, an unsolved mystery, and Abraham Lincoln himself. And they also say that Henry actually never recanted his story, ever.
Whoa. He never recanted it. You said I shouldn't be scared. This Fisher, that could be a ghost. And no one and no one knows what happened to Fisher. Like that never came into the the light. Like Henry yeah. never recanted and Fisher like literally never said anything about it. So very easily they could have taken him to the thicket. I love that it happened in the thicket, by the way. Yeah. I'm not even sure what it is, but I just see like blackberry brambles and it's like sticky and hurdy. And then they they try to kill him. They think they kill him. They move him to the pond and then he just wakes up like they were really bad at killing and robbing him. There was a state trooper who yeah. pulled somebody over who had some weed. Yeah. And the people were like, don't give us a ticket. We'll show you where the weed is at. And he said, okay. And they drove to Texas and he got about 300 pounds of weed in Texas yeah. and drove it back to sell it in Arkansas and totally got caught. <laughs> but he's like a state trooper from that area, you sure, know? Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I get so, it. So, like, you got to get this idea that, like, you, you know, like... I'm envisioning rural, uh, sparsely populated. And it's a little, still has that bootlegger, like, anything goes vibe. You know, like, that's sure. the that's the feeling that I got. You know, the state trooper's like, you got that weed? And he's like, no, <laughs> listen, man, I'll just cut you a deal. He's like, you got it. We have to go all the way to Texas. He's like, ah, I was going there anyways. <laughs> exactly. gets there and he buys a gun and bullets right <laughs> so very concerned father yeah, doesn't right. know where his little curl is yeah. she's walking through yeah. the woods so he's just gonna go kill this guy yeah, right? Right. yeah totally. so he goes and he buys a gun and some bullets and he like goes down to waldport which is the closest town to where the ferry is to get across the bay and he gets to where the ferry is and he looks up and he misses the ferry by like just a couple minutes. Right. But he looks up and he sees this bearded, tiny guy surrounded by these bathroom women. And so he just picks up his pistol and he shoots it. And the gun misfires five times. <laughs> and so now... Creffield has witnesses to that he can't be killed. Oh, yes. He just, he just destroyed San Francisco yes. and now he can't be killed. Right. And so they just like, he didn't duck or run away and then the ferry just moves across <laughs> the water. Just keeping <laughs> eye contact the entire way. Campfire.